three. Welcome to Down to the Dove Live, a weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Down to the Nub Live. Brandon's going to jump through all the comments. Everybody's checking in, saying, hey, what's going on? Happy Sunday. Welcome to another episode of Down to the Nub Live. Wait, wait, wait. Brandon, you look different. What's wrong? I don't see any comments. I can't see anything through this thing. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Oh. God, what's on I your face? Know. I'm actually not getting any comments on my end. That is terrible, dude. So you may have to be running the car. I can't do this crap, dude. I can't. Uh, yeah, no. I oh here we go there we go there we go okay now we're getting them quakes, quakes first first go for okay it. I got you now Brittany's on here what's going on fellas oh god I could man I, that was painful even that long just waiting to take that damn thing off man that I, was what forty five seconds oh dude it was painful I had to sit for an hour with that stupid thing on uh and I I, I got to tell you man like not only did I break my mask streak but I also broke my big toe today oh. Yeah. Now I well, think there's stuff in my eyes because the rest of my face is protected, but my eyes are wide open and surely nothing can get into my eyes if my mouth is covered. No, of course not. <laughs> so other than a broken toe and a trip to urgent care emergency room and sadly having to break your no mask covenant streak, how else dude, are you doing? <laughs> broken ego, uh, broken, uh, just feelings, man, broken heart, uh, everything, uh, no, I, I'm doing all right, man. Actually, things are really good. I'm blessed. All things considered, man, uh, I'm just really happy that the uh, that my toe stopped that shelf from breaking this morning. Um, yeah. You know, so we, you know, it was a it was a purposeful thing to to catch the shelf with my toe uh, because I'm just that good, right? Uh, no. Hey, that needs to be the story that's told. Yeah, it should be something along those lines. But listen, I'm not out there kayaking in Big Bear like you. Yeah, it's, hey, you know what? Somebody's got to live that life, and I figured. Well, it was my wife's idea, so I had to. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, no, I, it's been good. We're uh, we're up in Big Bear after the show. We're going to be heading home and uh, doing all that. Make sure the sound. There we go. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, we just had a weekend away, and so we came up here on Friday evening, and we've gone kayaking. We've sort of laid around and been lazy, taking it easy, all sorts of stuff. And so uh, yeah, it's uh, maybe maybe 73 degrees bro and, listen and with the day I've had, you're gonna start talking about temperatures now too <laughs> you son of a bitch you're welcome <laughs> i don't even want to hear about your temperatures what i do want to hear about those what's up sam ventura how you doing buddy he says howdy what's going on howdy Brittany. Brittany's on here what's up girl thank you for all the messages you guys too on on uh on cigar mechanic garage i appreciate you guys jumping in travis is here quakes 30 is here our good friend Michael Wells is here from Little Guy Cigar Shop. Guys, make sure that you're getting on and buying from him. He's got some great deals. Uh, CM10 is your code for him as well that mm -hmm. you can get 10% uh, off, a little bit more than that, off of your purchase through him. Gary Brooks, what's going on? Got to practice those cat-like reflex reflexes. I tried, I tried, I tried, and that's how I caught the shelf with my toe because I was cat-like. There you go. Uh, 
Roland one What's going on, new subscriber? Thank you for being here with us today. Yes, thank I you. I really appreciate it. Uh, Brittany's here again. Uh, Tim, I want to be where you are. We all want to be where Tim is. You're welcome. Jeez, it's, it's hot as balls out as usual today, says Michael Wells. <laughs> Sounds about right. Our good friend Brandon Shapin is here. What's going on, What's brother? Up? And uh, our good friend, producer Drew, Drew Godding is on here with us as well. Uh, Drew, let us know if you're in one of the cigar lounges today presenting this, because I know that you've put this up at the yard for us before. Mm -hmm. And let us know if you're in there. We'd love to give uh, the yard a shout out if the yard is watching us. Cigar bar in Chandler. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just got the shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess they just got it, right? Exactly. But if anybody is watching in a lounge, other than their home lounge or patio or backyard, go ahead and put it in the comments where you're enjoying the show, uh, because we'd love to, love to hear what lounges you enjoy and uh, where you watch down to the nub. And maybe you should you know, start getting together at your local lounges and brick and mortars and have them put it on and everybody watch together. Big old watch party. Why not? Why not, man? If you guys are there, pop it up. Everybody's got smart TVs in their lounge now. Throw it up on the screen. Let everybody see it. Uh, you can throw it up on the big screen. Then you can also, uh, you know, jump on your phone and comment along with us, like Gary Brooks did. Hit up the little guy's shop, uh, cigar shop for buy five get three free deal. Holy crap! Is that really there? Yeah, that is a deal that is there, and there's an Espinosa deal, I believe. That Something is along those lines, man. Yeah, that is, that is going on right now. So if you have not oh. checked out LittleGuyCigarShop.com again, there's no sponsorship, there's no partnership. We just like to help out, you know people that are doing it well and so go yeah. check out littleguysigarshop.com and uh see what he's got to offer because he's just got crazy deals and they're awesome yeah. and and good and and the shipping is just crazy fast yeah he's like the jimmy johns of the cigar world i'm telling you like dude before you even order it it's already on its way i know right kevin what's going on brother how you doing man uh welcome to the show appreciate you guys being here real quick a uh, bit of just uh you know house cleaning here if you guys have not yet done so go to youtube.com slash down to the nub and hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like this video and uh, ring the bell because it does something. Ringy, um, dingy, dingy. I think Tim's told me about 15 times now what ringing the bell does. I really have no freaking clue. And it doesn't matter. Just ring it anyways because, well, Tim said so. There you go. Now, yeah. if that would work with my kids, life would be a whole lot less stressful because I said You're so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kids don't listen to you, but then they want to throw that one out at you too, though. Like that's their excuse, right? I don't That's want exactly. to. Why? Because it said so. And and that that is that is life. Yeah, yeah. So, but hey, we've got a really cool guest on this week, and so yeah. I don't want to take too much time before we bring him in. But we've got uh, Casey Hogan with Crux Cigars is going to be joining us today. So uh, let's go ahead and bring him in and uh, get the party started. What so, up, Casey? Dude? What's up, guys? How you doing, man? Doing well. How yeah. are you? Doing real, real well. How are you guys? How's uh, how's that toe? I'm hearing things about. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, throbtastic, bro. Excellent, excellent. Sounds like the 72 and sunny in uh, Big Bear is the place to be. Not not where it's 91 and feels like 103 here in South Florida. Yeah, definitely no. Yeah, not where it's like 110 here in Arizona. And I yes, feel, I know. I, I feel know like we're I feel like we're battling this about the same difference. Though. I mean, I lived in the desert yeah. for years, and I feel like right now and. In August, middle of August in, I mean, obviously the desert or in, you know, South Florida. I don't know which one's worse. Um, yeah. Other than the fact that you can hide out early in the day here or super late. 
um, or there you just have to completely avoid all sun contact. Yeah, it's either that or you just like when I wake up in the morning, and it's kind of what happened this morning. I just woke up and I said, listen, I'm going to be hot, sweaty, dirty today for quite a while. I'm just not going to care. And then, you know, about an hour before the show, I'll go jump in the pool, let the core kind of cool down and take a cold shower and then come in and do the show. That that obviously didn't happen that way. Uh, but <laughs> that was the plan. And that's kind of how you have to plan your day here is like, I'm just going to be hot, I'm going to be dirty, I'm going to be gross, or I'm going to try and jump from air conditioning to air conditioning to air conditioning, right? Yes, assuming yours is working. Yeah, which all my ACs work phenomenal because I make it that way. Yes. <laughs> I just can't do that shit. But Casey, yeah. dude, it's so good to see you, man. Uh, dude, I haven't seen you in quite a while. We've known each other for, I feel Years. like, forever. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, you guys, Crux was one of the first cigar lines to uh, repost one of my photos when I started the Cigar Mechanic page. And I remember being like a giddy little girl because I'd posted the, a Crux cigar and I tagged <laughs> you guys in it. And I was so excited because, oh, my God, a manufacturer reposted my stuff. I thought it was well, cool you, pr you probably were a phenomenal photographer or was a slow day for cigars. I'm not sure. One of the two. <laughs> It was the latter. I was a terrible photographer. I'm really good at taking shitty photos and over filtering them, and then you know people. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate it. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we could be there for you to you know you know get you started there. Yeah, you guys have always been here, and that's what I love about Crux because you guys have always reached out and been here. When I was building my cigar lounge, you were the first company to reach out and say, "Hey, we'd love to send you some swag. Can we kind of like swag out your lounge? We'll send you some posters and stuff to put up." And I was like. Dude, that's so, and we obviously already had that relationship, but like that was the coolest thing. I won your guild contest. It was a guild FOMO, uh, photo contest when you came out with the guild. Mm -hmm. And I won one of those contests one week. So it's like, I just, you guys have always been really cool and interactive and great at your social media. And I, I, I love that about you. Thank you. Thank you. We've, we've definitely feel like, you know, we're, we do a lot of cool things and <laughs> social media is one of our, definitely our strengths. But we're we're always looking for what's next in social media because I mean I think in our even in our industry like for a company that's driven a lot of our marketing uh, via social media we're still have we're still very far behind like mainstream social media yeah. um, you know we you know kind of follow other industries in how they social media market um, because there's other industries that have a lot more technology more money and all the other things that, than, than we do but social media has been a huge huge factor in our in our growth over the know what six plus years now that we've been selling cigars and yeah. it's it's to the point where it it becomes harder and harder and harder because you have to try to outdo yourself every every week every quarter every year and um you know we've hired marketing companies we have professional photographers we have somebody that handles our general social media and then we we also try to manage our own and i can't say that i am by any means responsible for half of it or a third of it or less than 10% of it but, <laughs> or any of it, or any of it. Um, but but I will say that we try to continually find new things and it's interacting with consumers it's interacting with new shops it's interacting with you know current retail partners which obviously are the people that brought us here today but um, you know we truly use that as a tool um, to you know market from and keeping that you know that marketing budget a lot lower instead of paying for massive print ads or massive online ads social media has content and management and and that's really all it is and it's it's been it's definitely been well for us 
Yeah, no, I think it's great, man. And uh, there's two things I want to touch on real quick. Buffalo Bush Outdoors gets on here, says, Crux, sounds semi-familiar. I'm sensing a little bit of sarcasm there. Is this a person you know? Off the Buffalo Bush Outdoors, that doesn't ring a bell. Uh, okay, that doesn't, okay. mean we, doesn't mean we haven't crossed paths, and I sh maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Um, he doesn't have a – I don't see a picture of who I should be looking at. could be something, something unique. Tough. It sounds sort of familiar because we are sort of familiar. I mean, like we're kind of one of those small no-name no yeah. companies that, uh, you know, you may have heard of, you may have seen. Um, we're only in, you know, just over 225, 250 shops in the country. Um, you know, we're doing, you know, half a million to three-quarter million cigars a year. And, you know, like, you know, not everybody has heard of us. That's the brilliant thing about it. But this year we did make a huge push. Uh, we did hire two direct sales guys for the first time in a couple nice. territories. In a couple territories that we were <laughs> – very strong in for us. Uh, one down in the South in Texas, greater region, and then one in the Midwest, greater region. Um, and, you know, that's been great. So we are growing rapidly. We finally opened our own distribution center in South Florida. We had been nice. in a co-op facility with some other companies. Um, but now, you know, we've got our own, our completely, you know, from the distribution and, and sales side, it's 100% independent. Um, we still use two great factories, which has helped us make more cigars with the, you know, consistency and quality that, you know, we've come gotten behind for the last six years, basically trying to, you know, always have that consistency uh, in every crook cigar you're going to smoke, you know what you're smoking. And we use a uh, Nestor Placencia's factory in Esteli as well as uh, AJ's factories uh, in Esteli as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Buffalo Bush just came in and said, he doesn't know me. I'm just saying, I think I've had one or two, but trying to place it. You know, sometimes you get that guy that pops in, and social media is always so difficult because sometimes you don't know the person's name. They go on like a pseudo name. And so, like, sometimes you get the guy that pops in and is like, oh, it's vaguely familiar. And, like, he's, like, your rep or, like, the owner of the company or something. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. this brand. Uh, that's what I was trying to get at there. But uh, P. Rowland says that he enjoys the Crux Mad Epicure as one of his everyday smokes. Yeah, that's a, that's the that's the he's talking about the Maduro Epicure that's yeah. made at, that's made at AJ's factory in Esteli, which is our newest release, which was for us new was eighteen months ago. Okay, did mm -hmm. you say eighteen months? Probably eighteen. I mean, I didn't. I just did quick, you know, elementary math that I'm good at. Yeah. So it. I mean, it was probably eighteen months ago. It's been out since the last trade show. It was before that, maybe two years. Not quite. I don't know. Yeah. But that's our latest release. That's our latest. New blend release. We've come out with different sizes and a few blends um, since then. But as a, as a blend, that's been the uh, the newest release. Nice, very nice. nice. So if you, if you want to go through, because it sounds like there's some familiarity with Crux, and some of our viewers uh, may not be as familiar. So go through sort of what is the Crux lineup? What do you have to offer? So uh, Crux was started by my cousin Jeff Hogan. Um, in 2014 when we originally uh, sold our first cigar. Uh, but rewinding, Jeff started in 1992 uh, as a retailer out of Minneapolis. Since then, uh, he's owned a handful of different shops, one consecutively. Still, he owns Tobacco Grove in Minnesota. Um, so he got into the industry years, years, years ago before I could even smoke. He introduced me to tobacco, we'll say, when I was 18. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, say that. Which, which, which was the law back then, so 18 was yeah. fine. Um, and then I started working for him right when I got out of college. I was playing baseball. And then in the offseason, um, I worked at one, at, at the time he uh, was with two shops. He had two shops um, and I was working for him. Uh, we, we separated for a few years once I got, you know, got the ax from the baseball gig. 
Uh, I had to get out of Minneapolis because that wasn't my calling. I moved actually when I moved to Las Vegas and got into the golf business. Um, and we had always talked about, you know, getting back together and staying in the cigar business because in Minnesota where um, the tobacco tax was increasing every, you know, few years, it went from, you know, 30% to 65% to 95%. Then they got a $3.50 cap. And thankfully the last two years they've had a 50 cent cap, but um, opening a conglomerate of, you know, a whole bunch of different stores with that type of tobacco taxes that are increasing and, uh, you know, just completely unknown. It's really hard to build a bunch of different stores. So that's why there's very little competition for great stores. And there's, you know, a, a definitely a number of them, but it's, I mean, compared to where you guys are at and, you know, in Arizona, like, um, I mean, there's of 182,000 shops in Arizona, where in Minneapolis, yeah. Minneapolis, St. Paul, there's probably 15 total. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a place to buy a cigar. Um, so we always, and Jeff always wanted to make his own brand. And so Jeff does all our blending. He started going down to the factory, um, down in Nicaragua with, you know, regular, you know, retailer trips. But then in 2012, uh, he started making monthly trips to Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican, he started doing the SWOT analysis in every factory, trying to learn the process from more than a um, his knowledge from a retailer and those trips, but really spending you know a week a month down there for two and a half years, so spending a lot of time down there, and that's when he chose uh, to initially start working with uh, Nestor Placencia's factory uh, mm -hmm. because obviously that's some of the best tobacco in the world, some of the best people in the world, uh, just a great partner for uh, to help us move forward. Uh, since then, we've added one other uh, factory, like I said, AJ Fernandez, his factory in Esteli. Um, but as of 2012 to 2011, 2012 to 2013, he was he was living his life. I was living my life. And then we reconvened with some other people uh, in 2013 to really get this ball rolling. And then in April of 14, we sold our first cigar to market. That was our first trade show. That year, we came out with five brands. Um, nice. and then, and then, uh, we've recently in the last, you know, last calendar year, um, rebranded our company. So we basically went from a, you know, a teenager that liked Ed Hardy and some Gothic stuff to now, uh, we've kind of cleaned it up and we've grown up and we're cleaner, we're elegant, we're timeless. Uh, it feels great to sell Crux now. I mean, it's, they've always tasted the same, but, uh, there's something about a legible logo that, you know, definitely makes it more familiar, yeah, uh, which, yeah. which ties me back to, um, the, the guy's comment um, was familiar because if you saw our old logo, you might remember it if you saw it, but it was hard to recognize. And it was everyone would say, great logo, what's it say? So branding 101, you got to change that. You got to be able to read a logo. Yeah. So obviously with our new logo uh, and our new branding, it's here's the Crux Epicure Connecticut. Um, mm -hmm. It's very, very, uh, very clean. And we also uh, still have our five packs that come in our boxes as well, but they're very mm – -hmm. They're very, very clean packs. So, I mean, we've got um, a, a lot of really clean branding for us. Um, but uh, currently, we're still in the transition of old product to new product. Um, old, excuse me, old branding to new branding. Don't take that out because all the product's still the same. Uh, and we have not changed the blend. Everybody's going to yeah. ask, even though it tastes way better with the new bands. Just saying. <laughs> uh, it always does. It always does. But... Um, we've currently released, uh, five of our brands, uh, in the new packaging, a couple here to come before the end of the year as well. Uh, but we've got the Epicure Connecticut, which is an Ecuadorian Connecticut, uh, wrapped around a Condega filler, which is really the star of the tobacco. It's really sweet and really creamy. 
But then because of this Ecuadorian Connecticut, you're going to get a lot of that retro, that little spice on that retro hill. So it's going to be more of our mild to medium bodied cigar. Um, and then we have the Epicure Maduro, which is a Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper. Uh, same filler binder composition uh, as the, the other Epicure with that Condega filler, Nicaraguan filler binder. Um, we have our strongest bodied cigar, in my opinion. I've been getting some feedback that people a little disagree, but I think our strongest bodied cigar is the Guild, which is an Ecuadorian Habano, Nicaraguan mm. filler binder. Uh, it comes in some smaller ring gauges, so I think it gives it a lot of pop, especially in that Corona yeah. size. Um, and then the Bull and Bear, which is a true Nicaraguan Piro, um, which I should have been more prepared and had cigars to show you when I did this, but I don't. So I'm not that I'm, 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 I'm not prepared for this either. We, we have like uh, tens of listeners and followers. Don't worry. We just yeah. make it up as we go. So yeah. So the Bull and Bear is a true Nicaraguan Piro that has a uh, each region. When I mean true, I mean it's got every region of Nicaraguan tobacco in that cigar. So there's all four regions in the filler. There's a Nicaraguan binder, and then there's a Nicaraguan Habano Jalapa wrapper, uh, which has been tried and true. You know, it's a great medium plus bodied cigar, um, and it comes in a larger ring gauge for us. And then we do an LE, which we call the Limitada. Really, really, um, obviously, we thought through that a lot. We call the Limitada. Yeah, yeah. The Limitada. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, keep things keep things simple. Uh, yeah. we've, we've come out that with uh, two of our sizes. Uh, so far, which is the the first one, which has been pretty much the one that people have heard is the PB5, uh, which has eight different tobaccos. Um, it's five different fillers, two different binders, and an Esteli shade-grown wrapper that is absolutely delicious. Um, and then we have the show version. When it first was originated in 2015, it came out as the IPCPR. Um, but when they decided to, a week before a trade show, uh, change the name without really giving anybody a bunch of heads up, we decided to change it. So we weren't going to come to a trade show with a sh with a sh with a cigar that honors the trade show, um, with, with the a, wrong name, with the, with the didn't name. So it, we just changed it to the show. Uh, for any baseball fans out there, it's also known as you know, like I liked it because he made it to the show, mm -hmm. uh, but it was also the trade show. So uh, for us, that's what it's been. That's what it stayed. Uh, so those are the five brands that are out. We will be transitioning the Deconnoisseur here shortly, which is a Lancero series, uh, which is a Jalapa wrapper. You had, you had Brandon at Lancero. Game over for him. Yeah. Actually, before we came on here, I was telling you that I was looking for um, – you guys had one, the Nymph. And, the uh, Nymphomaniac. Yeah, that's that's still coming back. That That's coming back okay. as well. Uh, that's not long and gone, but that's just a cigar that's so hard to make. Um, oh, yeah. It's the, it's the single dumbest cigar we've ever come out with. Um, no, it's phenomenal. For two reasons. It's the dumbest cigar. A, we charged way too less for that cigar. Number that was two – Number two, um, that's the single hardest cigar to roll in the country in any factory. Uh, we're the only ones I feel like we're the only ones dumb enough to actually do that on a consistent basis um, yeah. because it is a 7 by 33 double perfecto. Oh, and yeah. I believe without your tobacco tax, it's like $7.50. So it's really a price point cigar, but really it's not. it should not be a price point cigar. But it was the first cigar we sold in 2014 to the market. So okay. it was the unique size that came out with. That's the cigar that we sold in 2000, in April of 2014. Uh, that came out uh, in a dark and a natural version. Um, and then uh, three months later, whatever the math is, April, May, June, July, when the trade show happened, we came out um, with the rest of that, that portfolio at the time. A couple we haven't rebranded. And unfortunately, one of my favorite from the original release, we did have to discontinue based on the fact of tobacco availability. Uh, truly, the, truly the worst way to have to you know, discontinue a cigar. Um, 
because we couldn't continually make it the same. Right. Um, it was the called the Crux Classic, which was a Jalapa wrapper, medium bodied, was my hey, that go. Was such a good cigar. Which was my go-to every day, and I yeah. probably still have a couple boxes of the Robustos that I've been squirreling because that was my cigar. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because of tobacco availability, um, you know, we could have tried to play with it, try to make it. But you know, like for us, consistency is everything. Yep. And if you've been smoking a classic for four or five years, and you all of a sudden pick one up, and we've had to change it due to you know, some filler that wasn't the same, you're not going to get the same experience. I don't care who you say, you can't get close. Um, so it, I, I remember that cigar, dude. I remember the classic, and I remember smoking the living crap out of that thing, dude. And then the um, – and this was during the time that I was really kind of getting more into that medium to medium plus full realm. Like, I was really enjoying the fuller cigars, and that's about the time you came out with the Guild. Mm -hmm. And for me, I just love the packaging on the Guild. I just love the way that that laid out. I thought it was really cool. Uh, you know, I got some, I felt like some cool photos of it that I was able to grossly over filter. And post <laughs> on uh, and <laughs> but I just thought it was a really cool, uh, a cool idea and really neat packaging because it had the sword in it and all that stuff. And I just thought that was one of, you know, that, that became one of my favorite from you guys was the guild um, after the classic. Thank you. Yeah, that I mean, it's and that that cigar's still around. That cigar hasn't changed. We have altered the the look on that since your. I mean, it that, it fits that kind of um, that grunge look, the old guild. And I mean, it was a love it or hate it logo. Um, uh, we definitely, you know, don't we didn't hate it obviously because we were using it. But yeah, yeah. But it was not marketable. It was hard to really go. It was a. I I, I use the example. It's a region. It was a regional branding company. That yeah. wanted to go national. And the fact is we really, we were selling nationally, but it was, oh, I love that logo. I want to buy that t-shirt. Well, I don't want to sell you a t-shirt. Like, right. I want to sell you cigars. Yeah. Well, right. What's that logo say? And then it was on its axis. If I had one, I would show you. Oh, no, actually, here's a De Connoisseur, an old De Connoisseur label. So this That's old band. Sure was talking about. This old band. Um, Wait, hold on. This old band. I mean, think about this on a shelf. Like, it's hard to read that because it's right. a the logo. Hold on, let me watch. The logo should be this way, but yet it's <laughs> this way. But then, like, you can see Crux cigars here. Yeah, I mean, it's night and day different. Uh, cigars are still the same, but for us, it's it's been great. It's opened a lot of doors for us because now there's, um, you know, a lot of people recognizing it a lot easier. It's cleaner. Um, and it, it honestly, when it comes to sales, it's just been an easier sell in. It's not, it's not like I like it or I don't it's, Oh, that looks great. And then it's sellable. It's marketable, colorful boxes Our boxes all now make sense together. Um, you know, they're, they're now, they all make sense together here. Mm -hmm. We got yeah. different colors. Um, if they're vibrant, you can see them in a humidor, they stand out. Um, but nice. what we, what we do differently is we had to change it from, we were having great sell through because we did a um, a lot of market testing with our products. Is the tobacco good? Is the logo good? Is the branding good? Do the people suck? We didn't know. And we basically threw it out to blind tasting as well as um, blind tastings. We did market reviews. We did, you know, a bunch of different things to see what was, how could we grow and how could we do better? And this was about you know, markets uh, two and a half years ago. We started that process. It took about an eight, 16 to 18 month process. But we found out that people liked the cigars because they were choosing them a lot in blind taste testing. Um, and then the problem was is they couldn't remember the logo because in if you 
cycle a bunch of logos, you can't read that word. You mm -hmm. just see almost Japanese script, mm -hmm. you know, and well, it's like old English on its side. Yeah, exactly. It's on its side. I mean, you can't see, you can't, I can't even read it now. And it's a, got an X with a sword and it's beautiful, but it looks like a Y. I and liked it. I, exactly. I mean, it's, it's I cool. It. I could sell oh, yeah. a lot of t-shirts. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, you can sell a lot of t-shirts and glasses and all the swag and everything. I personally liked that logo. That was one of the things that drew me to the product mm -hmm. in the first place. Sure. And then I got to know you guys and so on and so forth. But it was like, I actually really liked it. And then they, it came out, you guys came out the new logo, which I think works great for the market. I think it works great mm -hmm. for marketing. I saw that new logo come out and I go, oh crap, they're trying to be like those trendy hotels right now. You know, where it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, I think it's great for marketing. I think it's great for you. It's guys. very I clean. Like, I yeah, like the and, and for, for us. I can't well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. no. And for us, it was a thing where it became to the point where when I heard multiple, multiple times, cool logo, what's it say? Yeah. It's really hard to a move to different territories, different markets. And yeah. especially we do have aspirations of some time to be overseas. We currently only sell in the United States. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I think this looks beautiful because I can read it as you can see on my shirt. Like it looks Great. cool. It's clean. Um, but yeah, it's not a fashion piece, you know, and we want you to see it. We want it to be timeless. We want you to continually see that, recognize it because you smoked a cigar, remember it, and go buy it again. You know, Great. like, you can't find a cigar that you love because you can't remember the name or you can't read it. Like we're going to go out of business because we can't sell cigars. So yeah. we wanted to grow and we had aspirations to grow, obviously even a larger stage because after rebranding last year, hired two direct sales guys this year in before the world went a little, little sideways, we had an aspiration to have, you know, four to five direct sales guys for this year or women. So not, you know, <laughs> not saying we can't sell people. Um, <laughs> Sales professionals. Sales, we call them sales executives. <laughs> we call them sales executives. There you go. Um, so we had aspirations to have as up to as five by the end of this year and definitely three to four by the trade show. Thankfully, there I hired two right before the, the world stopped traveling. So I had two guys that were road guys that turned into uh, phone, phone guys. And I can say guys because they are both guys. Um, but we are looking for obviously the opportunity to grow as a company, but adding new factories, adding new, new brands, adding new cigars, uh, gives us the ability to add more people and the success we've had with the, the new branding and people recognizing people seeing it. And it actually be a huge, um, over, over, um, overcoming the barrier of entry into a lot of places. People just go, that looks awesome. Like well, they can see it on a shelf, you know. Yeah, you've got to be able to stand out. It changes mm -hmm. stuff, and that, that's one of the things that I look at when I when I go to represent a brand as a broker. Is I part of it I look at is the packaging, and mm -hmm. when I put this on the shelf, is this just going to be lost? And you know, you you think about it. I'm sure you've been up to Vegas recently, up to uh, uh, Las Vegas Cigar Outlet. You know, Rogers sure. Humidor up there. It's got a massive humidor, and if you don't have packaging that stands out. You're just going to get lost in that in that slew of just, I mean, endless. He just expanded it too. I think he's at like, I know he's over 1,200 square feet of cigars in that humidor now. I think is it 16 or like 2,000? They just did a post. Square feet. Yeah. yeah, and like you're going to get Crazy. lost in there if you don't have your packaging standing out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for us too, like what we had is we had a, the original selection that came out with five brands, and then we added three or four other brands that had. Packaging went from 20 counts to 10 counts to different to colors. And it wasn't really like the same, 
And right. you didn't really know if, and we kind of got away from it. And it, we just kind of lost our way. We were kind of a little lost puppy dog a little bit. And we just had to figure it out. And <laughs> maybe we were growing and didn't like the original things. And we were trying to make it a little bit more colorful. And maybe that's what the stepping stone was to the vibrance we have now. But either way, we're very, very happy now. And it's truly, honestly, like, I get more comments of like, dude, somebody did that. And like I said, don't give me credit. Right. I was a part of the process, but we hired a marketing team. We hired a design team. Uh, we were definitely as every bit as part of the process from reviewing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of this logo. Where is it? Like just that <laughs> logo they sent us in different thicknesses and different fonts. I mean, I probably looked at that for a month. In mm. after we had almost everything we wanted, it still took a month to finalize it, and then packaging, and then bands, and and honestly, I wouldn't wish that process on on a mortal enemy, um, because now you're dealing with designers and graphics and marketing, and we just want to smoke great cigars. Uh, when it comes to the end of the game, we got into this because we want to have one of the best. Uh, one of the best professions in the world, which is, you know, socializing and drinking and smoking. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I understand that process, man. I, I've been working with one of my customers for almost a year now to finalize a project for them. Uh, just doing some custom, you know, some custom work with one of the, with one of my manufacturers and that it is a painstaking process. And especially when you're starting to look at other countries that you're dealing with and the time zone changes and all those things, it's like, you know, sometimes you're waiting a day or two for a response and it's like, it seems like we could just have a phone call, but you know, they don't want to get up at three in the morning and I don't want to get up at three in the morning or four in the morning to get on the phone with your know, China or wherever, you know, wherever we're at, you know, it's like you're doing this whole round and round and why well, like this idea and the other person likes that idea. And it does, it becomes like this whole, like, it seems like it should be a simple decision, right. To like rebrand it to make things happen. But you get all these different ideas and it takes such a long time to stretch that out. And the process is kind of painstaking, but it's fun at the same time. No, we definitely had a lot of fun with it. And mm -hmm. it's truly, I mean, when you look at something that essentially you want 99.99 non-offensive logos. And that right. basically it means when everybody looks at it, they say, that's cool. Or, oh, cool logo. Like, I mean, they don't really care. You don't want them to care necessarily. You don't want a logo or a branding to turn somebody off of the tobacco. Right. Um, and, or in any, in any product, you don't want to look at it and be like, Oh, that's an offensive logo or that's, you know, as, and I've done some other, you know, we've had some other people say like, maybe it was a little, a little edgy for some people. Uh, our old hashtag was a little bit edgy, even though I thought that was, a, I mean, it was kind of a little, a little juvenile and a little fun, but great. no, that needs to come back, bro. That needs, I I'm saying it now that needs to come back. Go it won't, it won't, it won't, unfortunately, Damn um, it, man. I love it, that one. it won't die, but it won't come back. <laughs> um, but, um, for us, it was, you know, it's not just what I want. It's not what Jeff wants. It's not what Sam or Tony want, who are our sales executives. It's, it's truly what, what, do, what, what does everybody else want? I mean, we honestly, we have no egos about our company. Like we just want to make and sell more cigars and, you know, Jeff doing all our blending. He's like, Hey, if there's a cigar people don't like, we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of it. Or if there's, you know, if, if there's people in our company, like, like myself, if we, people like you, we'll get rid of you. And, you know, so the whole point <laughs> for us is like, you know, we were, I had a conversation with, with a guy in Texas actually uh, earlier this week. And he, he, he directly made the comment that he finally brought Crux in 
because of our new sales executives in the, in, in the territory. I said, great. Then thank you for the compliment that I hired him. You know, so, so it was a great perspective from the fact is as we just want to continually grow, nobody's got an ego in our company. It's yep. always about, you know, making better cigars as the best cigars we can, um, you know, with the best tobacco in the world that we're getting from the best factories in the world, the best growers in the world. Um, and it's, it's truly, it's truly a blessing to be able to be a part of this industry. And, you know, especially from, I mean, I've never planted a cigar or a, a tobacco leaf and grown it and harvested and rolled it all myself, but being down there, you know, at this point, I don't remember how many 50 plus times over the last five years. I mean, I used to be down there every month before the world went sideways, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's truly an industry of, of friends. It's truly an industry of people. And it's honestly, it's truly an industry that brings people closer together um, yeah. from all walks of life. And that's, you know, more importantly than what's going on in the world today. Like cigar world is basically probably a motto of what people should model the rest of the world after. Because yeah. you go sit in a cigar shop and there's a painter, a plumber, a doctor, a lawyer, a garbage man, a cigar smoker, a cigar manufacturer. There's uh, a bartender. There's a waitress. There's all walks of life. Yep. Um, men, women, you know, a- any shade, any size, and they're all enjoying cigars and talking cigars and talking about life. And for us, it's it's truly one of those things that bring it makes the world smaller uh, yeah. because we as a we as a world in the cigar manufacturing and the cigar smoking community, like, I mean, we've seen the ability that good people surrounding you can have. And I truly believe, I mean, if, if the world looked at cigar at our industry and was just like, well, how does the cigar smoke community get along? Because just don't be an asshole. You know, yeah. like that's really all it is. And we love it. And I couldn't be more blessed to be here with cigars. And it's been, you know, a, a, the longest, quickest six, seven years yeah. that it's ever been. I mean, I've lived in South Florida now for since 2014. And I, you know, I couldn't wait to get out of here when I first moved here because it was a totally different world and I'm still here. Yeah, so, you and- know, you know Jack Taranio, right? I know Jack very, very well, yes. Okay, so Jack Taranio, when, when we started working together, uh, I represent Espinosa Cigars in the brokerage, and we started working together. I remember one of the first things he says to me, he goes, this business is not hard. We need to put in hard work, but what we do is not hard. He says, all you need to do is show up and don't be an asshole. And I told him, I said, well, I at least show up. So <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah, I can vouch yeah. for that. <laughs> Fair. Well, hey, I want to bring in one of the comments from one of the watch parties that's going on right now. Uh, Zach DePew uh, put, uh, I miss hearing guys talk about their cigars. It's been months, th- you know, thanks to COVID. Uh, and then he's just got a bunch of compliments for Crux and what you guys have going on, Casey. Thank um, you. Thank and you just much. agreeing with everything that's going on. Um, and then he put 90% of the time, they don't even let you know. They just let you know that their character, they see your character before you know what their profession is. And, and it just speaks to what, what the cigar, you know, consumer base is like, it's all walks of life, all facets. Uh, but I wanted to pull in a couple of those comments. Uh, thanks Zach for putting those in that he, uh, he likes the branding, likes all the changes and everything. But I want to make sure that we, we brought in those comments because I like hearing- that comment that he said the character before the profession. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that like, it doesn't matter what you do. Just no, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's, if, 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 you're gonna be an asshole, if you're going to be an asshole, be a likable one. 
I well, mean, that, goes, that, 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 go, that goes against the only rule we have. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, there's one rule. There's a lot of likable assholes out there, man. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you very much. Uh, I didn't see the comment through, but whoever said that, thank you. We appreciate that. And, you know, it's, it's such a refreshing thing to be in a cigar shop, to be at, at a trade show, to be at a multi-vendor event. I mean, my best friends have become, you know, sm uh, consumers, retailers, other manufacturers. Yeah. Um, the amount of Zoom calls that we've had, phone oh, calls, texting. I mean, and we're talking from from our side as a company to the end consumer. We've done virtual lounges. We've done what you name it. But more importantly, yeah. I shouldn't say more important. Equally as important is discussing how are we maneuvering through this as an industry. And yeah. being able to reach out to my friends um, and other cigar makers and, you know, cigar companies um, as a company, like that information is like, how are you doing it? How are, and like, there's yeah. never been a time where somebody's like, I'm not telling you what we're doing. Right. It's like, hey, how can we help you? Maybe mm -hmm. we maybe we got an edge. Like, how can we keep you up? How can we right. keep you up? How can you know, it's, it's how do you get the assist? How do you truly help the industry as a whole? And I mean, there's, I mean, we're talking from all walks of life from s tiny cigar smoker or cigar yeah. manufacturers to the biggest manufacturers. And, well, and, even, and even tiny cigar smokers like Michael Wells. Uh, there you go. He's a tiny cigar smoker from Little Guy's Cigar Shop. Little Guy's Cigar Shop. So I love something that he pointed out earlier too. And this comment he put up, I love Michael Wells. Uh, I want a cigar plant because earlier you, you said that you were plant, you've never planted a cigar. And so he threw up the comment that he wants a cigar plant. <laughs> well played, well played. They, they do, they do, they do grow relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. Now, guys, also everybody that's listening right now, watching, make sure you guys are throwing your comments and your questions here in in the comments. Bleep, bloop them down in the comment section, guys. You got to have questions for Casey here with Crux. He's got a a, a wealth of information to share. What do you guys want to know about Crux as a company? What do you want to know about Casey personally? Uh, ask any question. He says that uh, if he doesn't want to answer, he'll tell you he doesn't want to answer. So there you go. Well, uh, and, <laughs> and, and I've got a question, but I wanted to go back. Zach DePew put another comment and said, you can let him know that I work for Holes. So I don't know if you're familiar, but Zach just said, hey, let him know that I work for Holes. So I'm passing on the message. Um, but uh, perfect. Thank my, you, Zach. My, my, my question for you is a, a lot of times we have snack size Michael Wells. Oh, Steve with blue collar. But, uh, Steve. A lot of times we have we have every week we've got a guest on from a different manufacturer and different things like that. Um, and some of them are very obvious to see where the name for the manufacturer, for the company came from. Where did Crux, where did you get that name? So I can take absolutely no credit for that. Uh, Jeff <laughs> and our old designer, um, Mark, were looking for names. Um, and it really comes from, the word itself came from Jeff's best man, best friend, old business partner in the cigar industry as a retailer, he'd walk in every day and say, what's the crux of the matter? And it was never on a list. Obviously when you're going through naming a brand, um, I use the word, you know, we're a bunch of white guys from Minnesota. So we couldn't come up with like L Hogan, L tobacco or like, <laughs> and like we can, we can, we couldn't, we, we couldn't, we, you can't fake it till you make it. You have yeah. to, you have to just be who you are. And we're a bunch of white yeah, guys. Hogan L tobacco. I want yeah, that. Like, that that's your next cigar you come out with. You, 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 know, you, you, can't, be, you can't be you can't be that guy. So we were looking <laughs> for awesome. words that were short, sweet, 
trademarkable anything. And there was just a naming list after naming list after naming list. And, um, you know, there was multiple offer, you know, trademarks submitted that, you know, we a, couldn't get a trademark for cause the word wasn't trademarkable, but we didn't want to have a, a brand that we couldn't trademark our, our, our company. So, right. Uh, our, our, uh, Jeff's, Jeff's best man, best friend, ex-business partner, um, still a long time cigar smoker, first time caller, um, kind of guy. And he, uh, <laughs> he would say it all the time. And it's just a universal word. If you look it up, um, like there's so many definitions that make sense <laughs> with the world trucks. No Gringos de Norte, no crux is better. <laughs> Los Gringos de Norte. No. Crux is better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, La Familia Hogan just doesn't quite have a ring to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La Familia Hogan. Um, but so we have the uh, – I'm getting – we're getting lost. We're getting lost. So, yeah, this, hey, this, the word listen, across this – like, This is Alice in Wonderland, by the way, dude. Like our show is like the, the show of rabbit hole after rabbit hole oh, yeah. after rabbit hole. Trust ADHD me, like, all day long. Just, just let so it go, our, dude. None of us the, word, the word crux has multiple definitions. It means uh, like basically like decision-making process. What's the crux of the matter? How do you earn that cigar? Basically, I mean, you make decisions every day. Um, for me, a, a cigar can be a, uh, a celebration. A cigar can be a relaxation. Totally. How did you earn that cigar? What did you do? What decisions got you to that point? It also means crucifixion, uh, which obviously has a faith bias that, you know, is very, very doesn't matter who you believe in, what statue, which person, whatever, whoever it is. You know, there's there's a faith bias there. Mm -hmm. um, sure. And, you know, everybody has something, which is great. Um, and then uh, it all, there's also a constellation for crux. And uh, to me, that's really cool because I think the outer space is probably one of the coolest things ever because it sounds like a place we'd all like to go right now um, based yeah. on the fact of, you know, this unique time. You know, I feel like yeah. if I can go smoke, you know, Crux cigars in the Constellation Crux, I feel like, you know, that'd be the crux of the matter right there. And uh, <laughs> first time I've said that. So you're welcome here. First time. But Get it in uh, there. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're looking at that from the, that perspective of you, a very universal word. There's a lot of other crux companies in different industries. I know there's yeah. a beer, there's a coffee, there's like a marketing agency. It's just such a, I mean, selfishly biased, awesome word that everybody wants to use it. And, and we happen to get, get it in the, in the cigar industry. I love it. Now, Kristen O asks, Casey, who's your favorite sales exec so far? Well, I don't play favorites, um, but <laughs> All I can, I definitely know uh, we'll, we'll go based off of uh, sales on a daily basis. So oh. today was myself. Today was myself. Tomorrow it could yes. be somebody new. Um, I feel like Kristen has a majorly bias coming from that question. Um, I think she <laughs> has a connection to somebody in, in our company, but uh, I could be wrong there. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Now are you now you're saying you're hiring sales executives? I, I'm just curious. We were we, we did you know, those were, were uh, we were we had hired two in January and February. Had a plan to hire three or four by July, yeah. and five by the end of the year. That was all in-house direct sales. Okay, perfect, um, cool. Man. So they sell they sell Crux cigars only. Thankfully, yeah. Um, more people for me to have to manage. <laughs> Screw brokers. Uh, those guys are assholes. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not what I said out loud. I never said that out loud. <laughs> Um, but um, for us, brokers are great. Uh, we've used brokers in the past. Um, it's just really hard to, as a growing 
small company, boutique company, um, it's really hard to drive a broker or crack the broker's top cigar if you're a small company. And for us, it was always, if I go and build a territory uh, or Jeff goes and builds a territory um, to uh, financially put somebody else to manage it and grow it even larger, that's the goal. Because they're only thinking and smoking and feeling and thinking about selling one cigar every day. Right. And if I'm your lead domino as a broker, like you have to sell crux and maybe you're not traveling enough because we don't sell a 10 million cigars a year. You know, and if I'm your last domino and you have all these other major manufacturers, you never talk about me. So there's always that fine tuning balance of where do we fit in a portfolio of a broker? Yeah. And it's, it's very difficult to continually maintain that with the fact that you guys like to play, you know, company roulette all the time and, you know, find a bunch of different people. Oh, who do you carry this week? Oh, well, I'm going to trade, I'm going to trade this one for this guy and this. So there's definitely some places that brokers are beneficial. Um, but for us in, in territories that we were strategically doing well in, we put direct salespeople, full-time crux employees um, that uh, yeah. we unfortunately have to pay their expenses now, which, which is something I totally hate. But, you know, if long, as, long as, as, long as, we're, as long as we're selling cigars, we want to continually grow. I still have aspirations. Jeff still has aspirations to add a couple more people in, sure. as soon as we can um, based on, you know, our team hadn't traveled since the beginning of March. Um, I know we, uh, we put our guys back on the road, uh, for, um, short periods last week. Um, I'm traveling this week all only by vehicle. So it has been a challenge. Um, but we are at that point where it's really hard to find people in and out of shops on a daily basis. Cause Hey, we do care about their health. I mean, right. we understand like, you know, it is real, um, and it is contagious, but for us to add traveling salespeople with territories to grow when doors aren't always open, people aren't accepting, sure. um, we had to slow down that hiring process. But honestly, I, I would love to be able to just fire two or three more in there um, and just turn them free, especially in some bigger territories. Because the fact is, when I get to hire people to put them in territories, it means less traveling for me. Yeah, so I get to... I get to hang out at my, you know, my beach condo a lot more when, um, you know, I have other people traveling to the places that I've been visiting for the last six years. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're hustling, man. You're always out there. You're always grinding. You've been out there just, just hitting the freaking road and hitting the planes, man, and popping up everywhere, dude, just, just cranking on this business. And I know that definitely takes a toll and I know you enjoy it. Uh, but I know it also takes a toll on just on life in general, man. So to be able to see you guys grow and expand in that way, um, dude, that's that's such a blessing, man. And that's so awesome. Um, one question I wanted to ask you uh, is where can people find Crux? Do you guys have uh, – is there a place online that just people can in general go? Yeah, you go to CruxCigars.com. We have a really cool newly vamped website since we did the rebranding as well. There's a place – I believe it's called – retailers or where to buy or there's a tab that will tell you where yeah, yeah. and you can type in an address or a zip code you can find it uh different cities across the country still working on online. still working on a part for um that online perspective because as we've known the world has changed uh, a lot of people started adding 
some backroom businesses. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean that, uh, a, you know, an SEO or, a, 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 you know, an online presence uh, to be able to, you know, pack and ship. Uh, we do have some pack and ship partners. Um, I don't want to single out anybody by any means because sure. I don't want to piss the other guy off. Um, so I'm in the process of finding that designation on our okay. new webpage. Um, other than if you type in an address or a zip code, um, you will find a brick and mortar. Um, but unfortunately I still don't have that link of anybody that has SEOs and I can, I've reached out to many, many, many of them that have added them because there was a lot of companies that only were brick and mortar until three months, five months ago. And now they have backroom business. They have online stores and I don't yeah. want to leave anybody off. I don't want to play favorites. Uh, sure. we do have some online partners. Cool. Um, um, but we, we aren't in most of your major catalogs. We aren't on most of your major online players. Uh, and I apologize for that, but that was a strategic move by our company, uh, for the fact that we're brick and mortar first. Uh, we need a brick and mortar presence to grow a brand because we look at uh, our company in decades. We don't want to build a company for tomorrow. We want to sure. build a company for our children when okay. they're 18 or 21 to smoke cigars. Uh, <laughs> and the fact is, um, so FDA compliant, this man, you know, they can smoke cigars at 18. They just can't purchase at 18. No, that's why I said 18 or 21. I, just yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. whatever it may it. be. But the, <laughs> the point for us is it's never been, how do we create dollars today? It's how do we create right. dollars in the future? And yep. we always have an ongoing looking forward. I, I still remember like decisions that were made in 14, 15, 16, that would have put money in our pocket today, but they wouldn't have put money in our pocket for long term, and they yeah. weren't they weren't brand equity moves, and that's what we look at as a company from our sales executives through me through my cousin Jeff. Um, it's all about the brand equity. It's all about building for tomorrow and the future. And for us, like you know, there's been so many cigar companies that started in 2014, just like we did. And there's been so many of that have folded since then. Sure. Uh, we're having less and less new competition every year uh, into the market, which is awful to see, but also great from a sales perspective. Uh, we want to see a growing industry, uh, but we're basically competing with, with the FDA and with each other now. Um, but what it does for us is it makes us make every decision we do uh, when it's branding, when it's tobacco, when it's, you know, when it's sampling cigars, whatever it may be, it's, is this going to make them buy another one? Not this one. Is this going to make them buy another cigar? And right. if we don't believe that it's the best tobacco that we can we can put forward with Crux Branding, if it's not the the best logo, if it's not the best people, and you know we're trying to find people that aren't assholes to represent us, so myself excluded. Um, well, sure, yeah, <laughs> naturally. Um, but that's why we're hiring people regionally that that fit in. Yeah, and, you can be the uh, asshole that manages all the non-asshole. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like Brandon uh, knows what that's like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for, for us, it's always about growth and it's about the yeah. future. And, you know, there's so many great cigars out there. Like, honestly, you go into any premium cigar humidor anywhere. Like, yeah. there's not a bad cigar in most humidors. Yeah. There's definitely different qualities of premium tobacco. Sure. Um, but all the dedication that's gone into almost every one of those cigars is, yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's finding something uniquely different, being able to get tobacco from different farms, different factories, working with different factories, excuse right. me, that we have the ability to do. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty unique for us where we always look at our tobacco as, um, 
how do we create a clean finishing product with full of flavor? Strength is almost the afterthought. It's we want clean finishing tobacco with full flavor. And it could start with a mild, medium, medium bodied cigar. Or for us, like a medium plus or a full body is hard for us to get to because if you have palate trauma on your tobacco, uh, you're not going to smoke another one. Like if you smoke right. those, 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 we'll call them overpowering cigars that are a huge segment of the market, mm -hmm. you have a lot of palate trauma and you taste that tobacco for two or three days after you brush mm -hmm. your teeth or if you're Wells, you know, like you, maybe you rinse your mouth with some mouthwash instead of brushing your teeth, but. <laughs> um, I brushed my teeth, man. I yeah, you said you 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 specifically made a comment that I did brush my teeth today. So I yeah, took yeah. that as a comment that you don't <laughs> usually brush your teeth. Well, notice he didn't say shower because it's not Tuesday. So fair. Yeah, yeah. He has a pool. But anyways, we yeah, want yeah. tobacco to finish clean. We want to sell more cigars. We want retailers across the country to put the cigar in your hand and say, "Oh, that was good." Yeah. Now what? Now what can I smoke? And we want to use you know uh, properly. Uh, fermented tobacco, tobacco that has, you know, the proper age. Um, and thankfully, my cousin Jeff has done a great job educating himself um, with what he's done. And to this point, thankfully, he hasn't turned me into anybody that needs to blend cigars because smoking raw tobacco is not fun by any means. I smoke it every time I'm in the factory at the blending stage, at the process of that really ammonia-filled, almost vomit green tobacco that you have to smoke. To, but it's the brilliance of, you know, what they do down there and how you can portray a right. cigar from 15, 30, 60, 10 years out of how that tobacco ages out. And thankfully, I always look at him and go, he goes, what do you think? I go, well, well I'm going to smoke it when you're halfway through and I'm yeah. going to see if it's disgusting because if it is, I'll smoke the next blend. Um, yeah, but, I want to see your face first before I smoke yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I don't exactly. really like this one and you're the smart one. So if you don't yeah. like it, I don't need to try it. But right. um, for us, it's it's always about you know the highest quality, the highest consistency, um, yeah. tobaccos on the market that we can find, uniquely different cigars. I mean, we have five cigars out in the new branding. They all have they all have different complexes. They all have different flavor profiles. Sure. They all have different tobaccos from different countries. So um, it's really fun to be able to shop for tobacco when you're down looking for whatever it may be. It's kind of yeah. sometimes you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, and then you find the perfect supplier the perfect bale the perfect whatever it may be and then you can start blending with that and then it's now how can we recreate that you know half a million times dude that is so much fun because like you're you're going down to these big wholesalers that just have like just rows and rows and rows of bales and bales and bales of tobacco and you're you're picking one out they bring it down cut it open you pull it you pull that out and you smell that tobacco bring it up to the nose and just bring it and dude i had so much fun doing that down in the dominican um I, that I love that process, and then making the little you know puritos and smoking each one of them, and trying to bring the you know then smoke. You feel like Snoop Dogg smoking two joints at one time, you know, and like you're just <laughs> family you're, you're, show. Family show. No, this is not. Dude, hey, listen, if your kids are watching a tobacco show about cigars, like family uh, eighteen to twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, uh, young adult, young young here. adult show. I want to switch gears real quick, Tim. You want to grab Michael's question here? Yes. Uh, he says, how do you approach a new shop when you are looking to earn some shelf space in their humidor? Say it one more time. You cut out. How do you approach a new shop when you are looking to earn some shelf space in their humidor? Well, for me, like it's, 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 it's like dating. It's truthfully, it's a, it's a 
interview for both of us um, mm -hmm. because we don't have to be everywhere. We aren't trying to sell, you know, we're not trying to open a 10,000 retailers. We're not trying to open. We don't need to be in every, every, every place. Uh, we want to grow, but we want retail partners. Yeah. So you look at it from a perspective of a, are you an asshole? Mm -hmm. um, and you may or may well not be. And that's not the only thing when it comes to making money, but how are your properly, are your cigars stored properly? Does your humidor smell good? Is it organized? Do you, you know, there's things that are definitely a turn on when it comes to selling to a retailer and having a partner. And to the point being is then like, do you truly want our product? Do you yeah. like truck cigars? Like if you have no passion behind a tobacco, like I said earlier, there's any cigar in that humidor is probably a pretty decent cigar. And we want to create partners. We want them to truly um, understand that we have obviously a business first mentality. We want to make money. We have large margins uh, for our retailers. We have, you know, visible packaging, but there has to be a rapport between, you know, executive um, and the retail shop because we want, we truly want to create partners. And I think you will always do better business if you like the people you're doing business with um, because you want them to succeed as well, other than just make money because money doesn't buy happiness. Um, it basically just makes me buy more cigars. So um, <laughs> we truly want to find the right fit for us. Mm -hmm. And it isn't like, honestly, like I've been in stores that are beautiful and they only sure. sell 10, 12 manu manufacturers. They have right. the, the staples of every person you've ever heard of that is in the top 10 of the cigar aficionado. Yeah. And honestly, I look at them. I'm like, dude, I love your shop. I think you're awesome. But where's the fit here? Like right. you don't sell boutique cigars. Don't right. get me wrong. One day I'm going to come back with that cigar aficionado, hopefully say I sold out, say we were a number one cigar of the year, which is everybody's yeah. dream. But we had a, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to put in advertising. We're selling 5 million cigars a year. I would love to put it on your shelf, but we want to truly make you successful as well as us successful. So it's always about finding that common ground of, are you, are, do you like our tobacco? Do you mm -hmm. like our cigars? Uh, do you like our patch? Our packaging, can you sell it? And it's it's kind of that dance of that flirting game of when you're on the dance floor at, you know, for Wells at that country bar, you know, when he's, you know, back in the day when he was trying to pick up a lady, um, you know, he's working that system. So for, for us, we want to find great partners. But <laughs> <I'm> the asshole. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a compliment. Um, You've been married I, for 20 years. Yeah, I said back then. I said it's been back a long, then. long yeah, time but, ago. But, but it doesn't matter when it happened at some point. There was a courtship. There was a courtship at some point. Country music was alive back then. Yeah, um, yeah Brandon was 12. Yeah. Brandon was 12. Yeah. <laughs> when it was still real country. None of this pop. So for us, it's about it's it's about relationships. It's about people and. It truly is a lot more fun to make money for your friends than for yeah. your enemies. And if you really don't like somebody, like that's why I had to hire other people. Maybe I had too many enemies. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But um, we have the ability to, you know, pick and choose the right partners because we aren't trying to be in every shop everywhere. Because I don't think we'll ever be a 20 million cigar company. I mean, I'd like to be like a 19.9 million cigar company. Yeah, 20 is like, too much. 20 is just too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I, I think it's interesting because I've been in, you know, obviously as a broker, you know, somebody that, you know, uh, you absolutely hate. Um, I think it's I don't uh, hate interesting. I, I, I don't no, hate I'm, kidding. I'm totally kidding. 
I'm totally kidding. Uh, I, I think it's interesting though, because I've been in those meetings before, right? Where you you'll kind of you'll you'll visit the shop over and over and over again because that's our job. And you're going in, you're building that relationship. And I've been in the shop. They go, you know what? All right, fine. We'll bring it in. And I'm like, no. No. Don't do me a favor. You, know, you have to be willing to say no because I don't want an all right, fine, I'll bring it in. I want, mm -hmm. holy crap, I see what you guys are doing. I am behind this 100%. I would love to have you on our shelf. My customers would absolutely love this product. Mm -hmm. Those are the answers that I want to hear as a broker or as a sales rep because I've I've been there in the beginning. And luckily, I, I knew right away watching, I think one of your previous reps was, um, was uh, Fear the Beard. Sure. I'm um, out here a while ago. And I, I remember just watching that and going, okay, sure. You, 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 you made yourself look good for a minute by getting crux placed on the shelf, but is it going to have longevity in life? Is it going to be pointed out when you're not there? Is the, is the shop owner going to be excited about it enough to tell the customers, Hey, you got to try this brand mm -hmm. because if not, then all we've done is we've made one sale. And actually Michael Wells is on here. And I told him, I said, when he started his business, I said, None of us make any money until the fourth or fifth reorder. Yeah, none of us. And, and I always, he, and I always say the third sale, the third order is the hardest one. Yeah, and Michael Wells actually sat down and crunched the numbers one day because that's just the kind of guy he is. And he, oh yeah, he sent me a text and he goes, "Dude, you're right. None of us make anything until the fourth or fifth reorder. And by the time you factor in your time and to go sit down and all those things, it's not until that fourth or fifth. I don't need to just consume space on your shelf. I want to help you be profitable as a shop and help my company that I represent be profitable, which helps me be profitable. We're all work together providing mm -hmm. great cigars and quality product for the consumer. Yeah. And you want to have the buy-in of, of the, the shop, the brick and mortar, because if they're going to walk around and smoke the cigar, if they're going to walk around and go, Hey, we just got these in. I know you like cigar X. You might want to try these out. Cause we just started carrying them. Those are the kinds of buy-ins that you want as opposed to the, the sympathy order that, yeah, fine. I'll shut you up and get you out of my shop order. Mm -hmm. And, and right. like I said, the third order, because you bring in it, selling is easy because you'll get that order. You, if you show up, like you said, Selling it yeah. is pretty easy. If you eventually you show up to the same place over and over, they're going to buy to get you out of there. Yeah. But then you need that. You're going to get the reorder because in 30 or 60 days or whenever it is, everybody's going to walk in. Hey, what's new? And they're going to point and they're not going to care right. what it is. That's what's new. It's on a shelf that says new. It's probably not even in a, a permanent spot in the humidor. It's in a spot that's new. And it's then the new it's the new thing. It's the new. <laughs> what's the best cigar on the table? The new one. You know, everybody right. wants the new cigar. And it doesn't matter if it's new to me, new to you, new to the human or new to the world. You know, everybody right. wants something new. And so then you're going to reorder one time, so which would be your second order. And at that point, um, now the product has to speak for itself. Correct. Because on that second order, that second time, after everybody's heads was new, if they don't go back and pick it up themselves, like we're not going to make any money. Oh, and right. as a small company... I want you to not just tell somebody about it once. I hope you could like give them a shot, maybe try to get all of our brands in their hands at one time, you know, at one point or another. Oh, this was new to you. Well, you what's new? Well, we've had it for a little while, but it's new to you because you've never smoked. it. Right. And honestly, that third order to me is the most important because if that we get that third order, that's a partnership because that means they've tried to sell it. They've resold it. And now their right. customers are behind it. Mm -hmm. And you truly only need a guy or lady or two in any shop 
to be behind your product. And that's that cigar earns its keep on the trade show or on the on on the on the shelf because every inch has you know a dollar value. Yep. Don't get me wrong, there's cigars on shelves that people have been holy, holy cow, that's been there for five years. Obviously, not making any money off a cigar still sitting on the shelf for five years. Yeah, and it's, it's taking its rent. It's take exactly. It's not paying its rent. So, right. um, for us, it's we want to help shops educate about our product, but we also want them to have products that they're going to turn. And yeah. turns are different across the country, and depending on the size of the shop or how rapidly you turn things, but. For me, it's it's always that first 30 days of getting something in is like that's a crucial moment. And if you don't have a partnership and they put it in the humidor and don't tell anybody about it, I don't care if you have, you know, uh, for example, like a chocolate cigar, strictly chocolate and caramel, which everybody loves chocolate and caramel. Like it's just, oh, go eat that chocolate cigar. If nobody tells them that's on the shelf. They're not going right. to show up. They're not going to find it. Right unless you have packaging or something that stands out and you can't walk into most humidors that are, I don't care the size if it's a hundred square feet or a thousand square feet or 11,000 square feet. Every humidor is overpacked. Yep. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter the size. Every yep. humidor is overpacked. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you build, when you build a shop, you build your humidor and then you're like, man, I'm never going to fill this. And then a year later you're like, I wish I had double the size of my humidor. Yeah, and, <laughs> <out> of space. <laughs> so if nobody talks about it, and that's not a partner, and like you said, I don't want, I don't, we don't want sympathy cigars because a, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have that manufacturing, you know, I don't have that capacity to just have cigars sitting on shelves. Right. Like, if I can turn them at another store or another partner, um, and sell through, like, I don't want them sitting somewhere not being sold. Right. And and truthfully, like, don't get me wrong, we're not perfect. I haven't batted a thousand in my life. And, you know, there's shops that we've gone in, we've tried it. And, and truthfully, I've always looked at the fact is I've written checks to buy the product back yeah. because honestly, thank you for the opportunity. This partnership didn't work out. Did I, did I fail? Did you fail? I don't know. You know, yeah. every example is different. I've failed many times. They failed many times, but a partnership has to be both sided. And if you don't have that respect for the product, the people, you definitely don't have the process. So that's what we're looking for. Well, let me, let me ask a question stemming from that. You mentioned obviously pulling product and if it doesn't, you know, sell through, then it is what it is. How many times have you had a shop that carries crux and maybe it's not moving at the, the pace that they would like, or that, you know, you would like for reorders, they ended up pulling it and then they asked for it back later on. Have you ever had that happen? All the time, especially since the rebranding. I was going to say, especially since you're rebranding. Yeah, rebrand. We have reopened a lot of accounts. <laughs> yeah, and and was, don't get me wrong, most, I would say most of the failures are my fault due to the fact that I was spread thin traveling by myself for such sure. a long period of time and having a short staff and not having, you know, not getting everywhere as many times as I should have been. And trust me, like if I would have had a lot of time to hang out at home, I'd have had a better tan. And I probably have more friends in Miami, but most of my friends are out the country now because for the last six years, I've spent my time throughout the country. Um, but definitely since we've rebranded, we've, we've reopened many accounts. Um, but if you don't burn bridges on the way out, right. you have a chance to get off the island. That's if, if somebody would have said, you're an asshole, your product, or no, let me rephrase that, your product doesn't sell, um, I'm going to close it out. 
And that's the first thing I say to people is if you ever get to a point where you think you need to close out my product, please let me know before you say it because I'd like to buy it. Yeah. I don't want to be on your clearance shelf. I'd rather no. buy it back. No. I'd rather buy it back. And yeah. so, yes, we have had even in the recent weeks, the recent months um, with the marketing, with, you know, email blasts, with rebranding, um, we've re we've definitely reopened accounts or, you know, gone from a, and, and like I said, it's reopened more doors. And the fact is it is also very helpful that we hired sales staff uh, into the territories that I was spending a ton of time. And you get to the point where now I was spending most of my time in certain territories, but now I have to spend very, very, very little time. If, and I, I think one of them is watching, if I made a decent job and hired a good person, then I have to babysit him less. So then I, then I have, I get to open up, like I was going to Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, his territory um, every two months for at least a week. Yeah. Um, if not more based on I was going to certain ter certain cities every two months, every eight yeah. weeks. So I probably opened up an entire three months, three and a half months of my travel just by hiring him myself. So it allows me to visit places that I should have been, um, places I've neglected, places that I, you know, was only getting to once a quarter, once every half year, once a year. There's all the all the above across the country <laughs> in certain territories, and you know. They, you know, I, tr I truly have the, the attitude that says like, you know, I want to get back here as often as I can. Yeah. Sure. And now I can get places more because I'm going to less places. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming and Sam is a part of your team here. Sam was actually uh, our first direct sales executive hired in January. Nice. Um, Sam nice. has done a, you know, an above average job for his skill set. Um, and he is an incredible human being and I'm very thankful that he's a part of the team and he, you're like the king of backhanded compliments, man. I freaking love mean? it. What do you mean? I just said he was an, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what you're meaning by that, but with his skill set and his level, you didn't say it, but with his skill set and his abilities, he, he's not too shabby. <laughs> no, no, we, we truly, no. We, we're truly a great team. I mean, honestly, yeah. Sam, Sam was, Sam was a person who was a friend before we hired him. Nice. Um, and I always say I'm probably either really hard to work for because, uh, I kind of demand a few more things than, um, maybe your average, but we also want it to be where everybody we have is, you know, the people that we want to spend our time with. Um, sure. And you know, it's, it's a tight, I mean, Sam's the only one that doesn't have the Hogan last name currently in the company. Um, we did hire my, my other, my other cousin, Tony to do the Midwest. Um, but unfortunately there's not a lot more Hogan's left. So we're going to have to reach, reach outside. Um, <laughs> but to that point is Tony, myself and Jeff, all cousins from our dads are all brothers. Um, we have grown up together and we are all very, very much as a family as anything. And Sam has, you know, come into that. We don't look at him as a guy that, you know, lives in Texas and sells cigars for us. We look at him as part of the Crux family. And, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, find, we'll find three or four more. For sure we will. Because to me, like we said, it's not about hiring just to hire somebody. I'd rather have a great person and yeah. somebody that wants to be a part of our company, great people with our process, with, with our product. Uh, we can be successful, but if um, you don't fit into either, like if you can't deal with me, 
that's a, that's if you can't deal with me, you probably can't deal with our company. Um, and if you can't deal with Jeff, who, um, my cousin and, but the point is, um, we've done a slow, but steady wins the race kind of thing since 2014. And, and I'm not going to jump on a rabbit anitime soon. Well, let me, let me tell you this. It's like right now I'm currently like, I just hired two people, um, to, to work with, with our company, with the brokerage. And I'm looking for a third person right now. I mean, I've been digging and trying to find somebody in California to work with our brand. I've got another sales rep that's working with, you know, the cigar mechanic brokerage as well. But man, it, it just seems like lately it is so hard to find those people that just want to get out and work that are willing to get up every single day and just do what you got to do. Because in this role as an independent salesperson or even working for, you know, a company like Crux, like you're not going to an office every day. You, you, you've got to be able to get up and motivate yourself, whether you're whether you're a rep or a broker. You've got to be able to get up, motivate yourself. If you're having that crappy day, you got to push yourself through that crap to get out, sit down, even if it means going and sitting down with one of your favorite accounts or one of the people you just have great conversations with to start your day. That may be what you need to do, but you've got to push through and do that. And man, I don't know if you're having the same the same problem, but it just seems like it's like it's so difficult to find those good people that are motivated, right? I think it's very true to find people in our industry that are make your own. I, I like to say like, if I give a guy a list, can he do the list or girl? Um, or can they make their own list? And right. if you can't make your own list, you can't work for us. Like I don't have time to hire yeah. somebody to babysit. No. And the fact is if you have that kind of personality where basically you show up, do what you're told and don't steal, like you're going to be successful. Like that's all you have to do is show up, do what you're told and don't steal. And like our product, our people, our process is, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's very good. And, um, being able to find people that are self-motivated is very difficult if they don't buy into your company. And that's that, that's that relationship side. And you truly need to make them feel like they matter um, they need to be a part of the process. They need a part of the decisions. They need to be a part of the growth. And I look at everybody we have and I have people, I have, you know, like our guys will call me and I'll be like, you can make this decision. Like you don't need approval. Like it's right. almost, you will get reprimanded or ask for forgiveness before you will get approval yeah. because right. we are a company that is based off of people. And I really truly believe that if we did a good job, of finding the right people to work, work with us, that they are going to do what's right for the company. Uh, and it's company first. And then you're going to basically benefit down the line. We're going to, you're going to be compensated if we're successful. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're undercompensated, you're not working hard enough because you, I can guarantee that if a, a retailer wants to make sell more cigars, if a broker wants to sell more cigars, if a, Sales executive wants to sell more cigars. If a company wants to sell more cigars, all you have to do is show up more. Yep. All you got to yeah. do is show up more. Like mm-hmm. all that is, 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 is work. It's plenty of those people though that want to show up. I mean, it's, you know, listen, I've been fortunate. I've got Drew on my team, you know, used to work with Fox kind of, you know, reorganized the humidor, ran all the ordering. So he understands the business very, very well. And he adds a shit ton of value. Uh, to to the shops when he goes in because he understands oh, yeah. the psyche of placement. He understands because he worked at Fox, which we know 
does big business. They've grown exponentially over the years, and he's been a big, big part of that. Um, so it's I'm blessed to have that. Mm-hmm. Trying to find more people like him, man, has been just, just it just seems like, like absolute craziness, man. I just it, it blows my mind, you know, like finding these people. And I, I think it's funny because everybody's bragging on millennials right now, but I don't even think it's just a millennial thing. I think just you know it's just a thing. Like it's hard for people to get up and be self-motivated. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's why we have far more employees and we have business owners. I think that's why, you know, just, I think it's easier to sit on the couch and go, well, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to sit here all day and then complain at the end of the month that I'm not making enough money in a commission role. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's true. Well, hey, let's, uh, as we're getting close on time here, let's take this last question from Michael Wells. Uh, everyone always has anything new on the horizon in the next year for Crux. On the next year, we got a couple things. Obviously, we need to finish our phase two, or we'll call it phase two and three for rebranding. Uh, we do have a few things we need to get back on the market. Uh, that Lancero series, the Deconosaur is what's up next. Uh, we still have aspirations to get the, uh, the Nympha back on, the Nympha, the Nympha Dark back on. Yes. Uh, and we're also working with a new project uh, that was going to be displayed at uh, this year's trade show, but uh, due to obviously sideways different things, um, we obviously postponed the announcement of that because a I haven't been Jeff hasn't been able to get to the factory. It's really hard to blend and get things done from Minnesota and Miami when your factories are in Central America. Yeah. Um, but uh, we do have another project we're in the works for. Um, but we do also have a couple line extensions coming um, cool. in uh, our couple of our popular brands uh, when in the Epicure lines. Um, but really, truly just want to get everything back on the market that we're kind of missing out on for us. One of my favorites, the Deconosaur series, which is around the corner, comes in four Vitolas, a Lancero, a short Lancero, a yes. Panatella, and a Corona Gorda. Uh, so yes. 38 uh, by seven and a half, six and a I half mean. by 38. What is the other one? Five and five eighths by thirty-five, oh, wow. and yeah. then the Corona Gorda's five and three eighths by forty-six. I mean, uh, based off that old Deconosaur, Partagas Deconosaur series. Um, obviously, our own brand, our own blends, but those sizes one, two, and three. And then we added a Corona Gorda because we're selfish, um, <laughs> <laughs> and but, you're allowed to. They let us. They let us do things. When I type emails, they let me put numbers, and then they make them. Um, and then, uh, yeah, new project coming. Uh, it'll be uh, um, something that obviously we had to replace. We kind of like we talked about earlier. We lost uh, that one brand, sadly, mm-hmm. to my heart, tear. Um, we lost the Crux Classic, which was a Jalapa wrapper. So we're looking for um, um, something to add. Um, and Jeff's just blending all the time. And he, when it's right, everyone says, when's it coming? I'll tell you when it comes, when it comes is when it's right. And right. we yep. have never, again, you know, we turtle it, we don't rabbit it. And um, it'll be in the future. I can guarantee that. Um, <laughs> and um, we will probably announce it some sometime in the next few months, uh, whenever we feel like we're a lot closer to knowing when it's going to come. And then for us, it's going to come sometime in the next, you know, 30, 60 months, whatever. Um, so for us, kind of uh, like Brandon shipping. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of like have, the way I do shipping, man. It'll show up in the next 30 to 60 months. <laughs> yeah. It'll show up. We'll ship it within the one to two business months. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for us, so always looking for new projects, new people. Um, 
And, you know, we, like I said earlier, we have an Ecuador Habano in Ecuador, Connecticut, uh, Jalapa Habano. We have a Esteli shade and we had a Mexican San Andreas. So out of outside of those rappers, we, there's other rappers that we need in our portfolio and we just don't fire them off because they're, you know, something to add to the calendar, the catalog. We truly, even after six years, we're operating under 35 SKUs because we are particular of what ends up on the shelf because Crux has to have our standard of consistency and quality. And with a handmade product, we know once in a long moon, there's a, there's a, there's a failure, but um, more importantly, I always like to tell people on these things, if you have a failure, please let me know. You can email me directly at Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at CruxCigars.com. I would like to remedy that for you. Uh, Few and far between, but I want people to know we stand behind our quality, our consistency, and more importantly, we stand behind, you know, the construction of our cigars. And if there's ever an issue, always contact me directly um, because I I will always make it a priority to make sure our product comes first. Um, But so his question probably wasn't answered that well because I don't (laughs) have a lot to tell him other than that the Deconnoisseur is coming soon and coming back soon. Um, and I'm excited. And that's why these are here because I've been looking at them, savillating over these for a while. And I think they're just going to be so much better with new bands. I can't wait, dude. Those, that was a great cigar when that came out, man. I, I remember grabbing a box of them and smoking through them quickly. Like I said, before the show, I'm digging through my humidor. I'm like, I know I have crux in here somewhere. The problem is I think I smoked them all. Uh, they were they so, were just too good. They were they, they, you don't want to keep them. Don't keep them. Bro, I was a Crux fan, man. I, I was I was I was cruxing myself all the time, man. I mean that that stuff was just uh I was a Crux fan and I, I smoked a lot of them and um I, I you know I think I got away from them obviously because of you know running my own brokerage. So now I'm smoking you know a lot of the brands that I represent on a consistent basis. I don't really smoke outside of that too terribly often, but uh, Michael Michael actually said that uh, it was answered very much as everyone has this year. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so vaguely. Yeah, there's stuff coming. Uh, but uh, but I did, yeah, I did specifically say the Deconnoisseur will be coming more shortly yes. than not. Yeah. And it's not a new cigar. It's a newly branded Phase 2 cigar, but it has been missing from our yes. classy, elegant new packaging. And I think people are going to like the way we come out with it. Yeah, I'm excited for that, man. That I do remember that. I remember the release of that, and it was a very good cigar. So I just realized something that that Tim's hat actually says "Cigar Show Tim." Yeah, I thought it was the Seattle Seahawks hat for a long time. <laughs> totally thought it was the Seattle Seahawks fan. I was just like, because you kind of have this. For me, there's like this glare kind of on your hat and i was like he's wearing a seahawks and i was like you got a cigar mechanic hat you're wearing a a scallywag shirt and i'm like is he really wearing a seattle seahawks hat? no no scallywag carries you right yeah absolutely you can find crux and scallywags that's why i wore this because i knew that people could find it there great people great people there they're awesome love them um but then i was like that is not a and because i didn't see the green or the pop and i'm not i'm not a seahawks fan by any means no I'm, I'm a Packers fan, so I won't be caught so, dead well, that, in Seattle. Though. Well, well, then we'll t- well then we'll just call you a Seahawks fan because it's about the same to me. Well, um, yeah, because because you're probably a Vikings fan. I grew up as a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, I am still a Minnesota Vikings fan, um, and unfortunately, that is sad. 
To be, we are purple, which is a great color. And we haven't won anything ever. And uh, I live in Miami now, so we have the Dolphins here, but nobody wants to be a Dolphins fan. Well, and, and, and I mean, you could go with, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, Buccaneers and you know, the two, two new acquisitions. But let's face it, it's just Patriots going over to Tampa Bay and they're <laughs> still going to get the same hate. Patriots Are too. Sports? Are we going down the sports thing? Really no, we right don't now? have. To. We don't have to. I <laughs> yeah. did, I, did hat. I was like, I was like, I saw your cigar mechanics hat. I saw your scallywake shirt, and I was like, so then I, that's what made me go to his hat. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> like, I was no. like, see how? The points. No. Yeah. My, my thought was like, where does that play? Like, how does that play? <laughs> and anyway, it so we'll, we'll we'll turn this back. Uh, we'll turn this back to cigars and things that matter. Well, we're, let, let's let's go here. Let's because uh, we, we're we're gonna be closing this out. We're coming to the end of the show here. Uh, Casey, let us know where can they find you? Where can they follow Crux? Uh, give us some closing statement here. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter uh, at Crux Cigars, CruxCigars.com. Uh, Casey Hogan Crux on Instagram and Twitter. I think. Um, but yeah, cruxcigars.com, crux cigars on all platforms. We probably have platforms that I don't know about yet that are being invented tomorrow. Um, sure. our guys already have them. Um, whatever they are, we're on there. If we're not, we will be. Um, but uh yeah, feel free to reach out directly. Uh, I'm pretty active on my personal social media as well. Mm -hmm. Uh Casey Hogan at uh, Crux. Uh you know, if you, any information you need, anything you want to know about our brand, my email is Casey at cruxcigars.com. Um, love to hear from anybody. Always want to educate anybody about our company. Uh, and at some point again, um, really looking forward to, you know, expanding our, our, our team uh, throughout the country. And again, I, this is going to be my first week um, on the road again, coming up here outside of, you know, the, the COVID Centra South Florida um, since March 13th. So usually I'd come home for seven to 10 days a month. Um, this has just been the longest week of my life. It's yeah. been, it's been five months, but uh, I'm leaving this week uh, and I'm driving, I'm going on, a, I'm going on a, on a drive, which is uniquely different for me as well. I used to fly everywhere because mm -hmm. it's nine hours to get out of Florida. Um, but I'm going to go for a drive starting early, early next week. Um, and go visit some new shops, some new accounts. Obviously, we would have time to, you know, visit um, and reach out to a lot of new people because we've had more time on our hands. So yeah. I, I think we'll come out of this with a nice little uh, slingshot for us into, um, you know, something that's bigger and better for us. Uh, we've got pieces in place. we got product. we got people. And now we just got to get back on the road. And we look forward to smoking cigars uh, in a safe and distant manner. Uh, for the short term. And then uh, for us, it's all always about, uh, you know, building those relationships. Very cool. Well, guys, well, make sure you're following Crux Cigars on Instagram and all the social media so you can see where Casey's at and go have a cigar with him. Uh, Sam Ventura also jumped on and said you can DM him as well right there on Facebook. Yeah, direct him to him. Direct him yeah, to yeah. him. All the Sam, uh, <laughs> see, there's going to be a link here. Probably won't actually be. But yeah. <laughs> go to Sam Ventura Crux, and uh, you know if you we really want to direct him to him, um, that's fine too. <laughs> he can answer all your questions, and I'm not going to say you know you can go to him as well. So yeah, yeah. that's always beneficial. But you're more than welcome to contact <laughs> me directly. Um, but uh, feel free to contact Sam or Tony or Jeff. Anybody, they're all decent people. Anybody other than Casey? No, uh, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> just a little part. Just a little part.
Well, we appreciate you, man, being on yes. here with us today, taking your time. Uh, do me a favor, hang out in the green room in the back, and uh, we got uh, the blue M&Ms in there that you like uh, sitting Ooh. in the green room for you. And uh, hang out with us, man. We'll, we'll be back here in just a second with you. But uh, we appreciate uh, your time and coming on here with us today, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having on. Uh, Cruxcigars.com. Hashtag find your crux. Ah, there we go. All right. Catch you soon, Casey. <laughs> Catch you soon. That was fun. Talk about, dude, talk about passion for a company, man. I mean, the guy, oh the guy's obviously, he's obviously got family ties, man. He's, he's, you know, he's got a passion and a drive and a love for the industry and for their company and just a wealth of knowledge of everything going on with crux, man. What phenomenal information. Well, and, and it's intentional in the business plan that they have, what they're doing, what they're putting out, the content, not content, but the, the products and all of that with yeah. really thinking through, okay, we know that there's some gaps in our line that, you know, other, other manufacturers are putting out in the market, but we're not going to rush to it. We're going to do it right. Uh, and realizing that there was, you know, the connoisseur, like he said, you know, was coming back because it was a big one, you know, and, and just being really intentional about it because Crux understands what their customers like and they want to meet those expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love having him, man, and it's been great getting to know him over the years and just mm -hmm. building that relationship with Casey. Um, yeah. Just a good dude, man. I mean, just, just good intentions and a good dude. And, yep. you know, I'd love to see the brand growing. I mean, guys like Sam being on here and Sam, thanks for joining and tuning in yes. today. Uh, make sure that you're getting onto the YouTube side and subscribing and ringing the bell so you can see when we're here. Um, our shows are always uh, full of rabbit holes and uh, shenanigans. So we love to we love to have you here, man, and uh, you know, put in your piece, dude. We appreciate appreciate every one of you guys that have been here for us today and taking the time out of your day to be a part of the show. Yeah, thank you, everybody. And if you're not already following social media, you can do it: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Down to the Nub. We've got our Patreon if you'd like to help support the cost of the show, patreon.com slash down to the nub. Uh, and then we've got our podcast. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, and uh, make sure you subscribe, ring that bell. So, you know, every time we go live here Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern, and you can tune in and contribute to the conversation because that's really what it's all about. It's like everybody in the down to the nub community is hanging out in one big lounge, no matter where you are and getting to uh, enjoy whoever our guest is for the week. And I think something fun is if you guys are watching this on the replay or even just during the live right now, uh, jump in here and let us know where you're purchasing the Crux. Uh, give yes. your shop a shout out. So as you're in that shop, when you pick up Crux, jump on this video, throw the comment in here, give that shop that brick and mortar or online business, wherever you're picking out the, picking up your Crux cigars to smoke them or to try them, or because you've already tried them and you really enjoy them, uh, make sure that you're putting that in the comments right here on this video so other people can know where to find Crux cigars. Yes. All right, everybody. That's going to the shenanigans are what set it apart. There we go, Michael Wells. We are and we're good at shenanigans and squirrel moments and rabbit holes. So yeah. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week. We have uh Jeff Amendola and Chris DeMonico with Amendola Cigars coming on next week. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're sharing this, liking it, giving it a thumbs up, do all the bloopity bloop things so that we feel better about what we do here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh <laughs> go ahead and do all that stuff, and we will see you guys next week when we've got Amendola Cigars here live on Down to the Nub. Catch you next time. See you guys. <laughs>